nobody wants to be responsible. No. Everybody wants, like, <laughs> wasn't me. Yeah. Like, what? That baseball, I didn't think it. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they stole it from him. But, uh, you know. I wasn't I, there. You know, I told you. Like, you know, you, you ever remember that Steve Landis? You remember Steve Landis? Perfect? Yeah, who was He's, on uh, uh, Barney, Barney Miller. Barney Miller. He threw the yeah. best line of all time. He was talking about Kurt Waldheim, the president of Austria. <laughs> and he said, you know, everyone was like, you are a Nazi, you're a Nazi. And he goes, he goes, in Kurt Waldheim voice, which I'm not going to, he goes, listen, I was on the bowling team. <laughs> this was his way, you know what I mean? It's like, I was there, but it was just on my, it was a lesser thing. I was on the bowling team. No one wants to fucking cop to anything. Nobody's copping, man. And it's, it's the kind of thing where even like, it's so funny when the team that, you know, instead of getting better A&R guys. Right, like music, mu business, music business. like Music guys, mm. they got guys to, at the record company, they've hired people to cover their ass about if this sounds like a sample, if right. we've lifted and you haven't told us. Right. Like the honesty factor, like if we catch you, yeah. we're going to sign off on this saying that right. there's nothing in here that we know about. Right. But now people have lied saying, no, it's, it's no samples in there. And then yeah, they get yeah, outed yeah. and then somebody's got to answer to it. So now they've got a team of like, guy, I don't know who these guys are with like big thick glasses and lab coats right. who sit there and go through and try and tell you it's a sample. Right, well, ethnomusicologists. I've gotten called for some things where, you know, we sort of, um, you know, we always have to listen to things where, like, all right, because I, I can't name names because it's like, you know, a movie score and someone used a trailer and it sounded like something from another movie, so it's like stolen. Right. A movie thing stolen from another movie thing. Right, right. And I get this call and it's like... The thing that's the most screwed up part of it is that you'll you'll get the call from the lawyer that's working for the person that's identifying the samples. Right. So you already feel creepy because you're right. like, listen, man, you know, everybody's everybody's been using samples in so many different ways for so long. It's not even like it's like a sampler is a sampler. Like people have been stealing shit forever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, you know, this one time I get this call and it's like, um. This trailer was used, but it sounds like it was from this scene in this movie. Can you listen to it? And it is, it's exactly the same. It's the same tempo. It's the same key. One note is different. And, and it's unbelievable because the intent is there. The same vibe is there. The yeah. same usage is there. But they got off. Yeah, they because learned the to one kill. note yeah. in a phrase. I mean, there's, you know, now I, you know, our camp has been flagged because our stuff kids are getting good at making it sound like samples with yeah. all the tools that you can yeah, come yeah, with yeah. and pro tools there. and if you can play and you know those records and you can get the feel yeah, yeah. and the vibe then the sound you can get the sound so now it looks and sounds like a sample it's, yeah it's, it's ridiculous it sounds like you know it sounds like uh you know all of a sudden now you're you're being flagged for being, for sounding like a sample, but you didn't rip anything off, and now the battle isn't about how good the song is, it's about, right. you're lying. No, I'm not. This is, and, you, and you spend so much time proving right. that you're not ripping off anything. So yeah. it's, like this, it's like this crazy energy, and all of a sudden, you know, where's the guy that can like sit down in the room right. with, the, with, the, with a cat at a piano or yeah. a guitar? Who's that dude well, yeah. and says, 
I love that, man. Where's the little bit of Tin Pan Alley in everybody? That wow. it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. There's no. There's not one trace. This might be one or two. There's a small, small percentage. Don't but they? But don't they do now these things? You know, and you know, I, I don't plan these yeah. things. Don't they do these things like these writer writers retreats? Well, they'll they'll a take camp. like yeah. a camp, right? They call so it they'll take camp. a writers camp, which yeah. is in and of itself is hysterical. Because any of the guys you think about from the Brill Building, if you said camping, yeah, right. <laughs> Can you imagine all these Jewish Doc? kids from Brooklyn yeah. never camp? <laughs> Carol King, Doc Pomus, and Mort Truman go camping. Sounds yeah. like a walks into a bar joke, you know. Doc Palmas camping. What a great who's who's running the card game, right. you know? Right. And who's putting like, who's building the fire? Yeah. So go get Doc. Carol King. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. You you have to ask. But it's yeah. like it's it's the kind of thing where these camps are not um, they're designed because they it's almost like weeding out all the elements of like, well, that guy doesn't he's not that good. Let's get the best lyricist. Let's right. get the best that can program and play chords and really know how to sure. play. And let's actually make this happen because other than that, more people are, are traveling. Could you imagine if Carol King wrote with like, you know, 27 people a month? <laughs> Carol's in Stockholm. Okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carol's missing yeah. somewhere in Europe because she missed her. Find her. She's been writing with the Swedes. She's now, been, Carol's she's, been abducted by Max Martin. Exactly. You know, you know, and it's all good. No. And it's all the way. But but the fact is is that the skill set is, it's more about like you know somebody's this word, and I I mean I you know, adapt and you move around and you you know you see the new elements. It's like it's like sports, man. Yeah. You know like okay it's is the new rule. Yeah. And you adapt to it. But like the word top liner. Yeah yeah the beat. The beat, the guy that makes the beat, beat, the top liner. Top liner, and then who puts in the mid, like, what do you call yeah. the guy that really knows how to do it? And and he gets, you know, he's the guy that provides the chords, you know, it's... it's Herschel. It's, <laughs> I know him. He yeah. graduated from some music well, school. It's in, yeah, and it's interesting. I've done a couple records in the last couple years where... It's weird, you know. They're, they're, you know, they're smaller records, and you're working on it, and you, you think you have an yeah. agreement, and it's like you, you learn right away, like you learn when you're a kid. Like there's, there's no agreement on anything unless it's on paper, and you just figure it out. But sometimes you go into certain things, and you, you kind of talk about it, and then all of a sudden you're at the end of this thing, and it gets down to talking about who did what, and boy, does it become contentious, and the elephant? and then you need, yeah. Well, you watch. It starts out. You need like, Herschel at that yeah, point. Well, you, yeah. need, you need Saul. <laughs> Yeah, you well. need Saul, and 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 I tell all the guys, you know, our camp, uh, you know, I use the we're using that word camp, but our group yeah, exactly. of guys, our, our writing crew of people, you know, if anyone, you know, if I have to be the guy, you know, I'll be the Don Kirshner, you know, <laughs> I have to be Don because everybody else is a writer and a wonderful record maker, you know, that we yeah. have, you very talented uh, guys and girls, yeah, and um, you know, you have to really, you got to let them know. That moment in the room when you're meeting for the first time a new person, sure, you're asked to procreate. Yeah, like go in and make a baby. Yeah, make like something that you're gonna yeah, love yeah. for the rest of your life, and you're gonna really like that you're gonna be proud of. Yeah. So now you have to meet these people. You have to immediately get all the incidentals out of the way. Oh yeah, I know so and so, and then you have to say, well, I wrote. How do you carve it up? I wrote twenty yeah. percent, but we wrote fifty fifty two of us then yeah. the other you publisher says 
I want to throw it to this person because I don't like this. So now that person uh. says they wrote this. And you're carving, you're sending out a piece of pie, you're, you're delivering it to places far away. Yeah. And that person might end up with like one forkful. Well, and, does, but, and that's the thing. Does it go from being like this amazing banana cream pie to like a curry, yeah. you know, celery cake? Well, that happens you know, a like lot. A disgusting. <laughs> that's that's mm. it. Yeah. Just pimento like mom. <laughs> pimento cake. Yeah. Just like mom used to make. Yeah. And that's. That's the overanalyzation. Boom. boom. But another time, if, you know, like any business, once you, it's like a bank doesn't. You know, what is it, the old saying that... By the way, our Laurel and Hardy upstairs, it sounds like the yeah. piano episode. Yeah, it's my, <laughs> it's my uh, warm woman vacuuming my floors. Wow. Also Just, taking flamenco dancing lessons. Yes, flamenco floor-moving yeah. Laurel and Hardy. Okay, But anyway. they said the bank, like, you know, the record company is, they give you an umbrella on a sunny day, and they take it away when it starts to rain. Right. And that's the whole notion of... You know, you going out there and you give a killer ass. They say, you know, if you get by all the things they throw you, like, wow, it's like Coldplay meets, you know, yeah. Tchaikovsky. Yeah, Himmler. Know. Himmler, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I want it to sound like something the Third Reich, but, you know, a little more danceable. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you go, okay, so we get through all this and you don't even pay attention. And then they love it. And then nine months later. They don't. It, it, if it gets recorded, yeah. that's a, to get to that place, yeah. and then it might never come out. And I'll yeah. tell you one incident, a fresh incident, I won't name anybody. Yeah. Boom, 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 everybody crazed and excited in the room, going nuts. Yeah. The band, boom, recorded it. It's awesome. It's it's off the ground. It's like a guy in a high, it's a diving board. Guy's going up and down. Yeah, yeah. He's getting height. He's going to do a triple somersault. Yeah. You can see it. He's the winner. Goes up, he lands back on the board and cracks his skull and <laughs> dies. Grand, we watch this. Yeah, grand opening, grand closing. Boom, an yeah. intro with a fade. Yeah, nothing in between. An intro with a and, fade. And 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 that's what the music. Everything yeah. we just went through the intro with a fade. Yeah. And it was no one even knew why what happened. There was no money exchanged. No. All the work was done. Sure. People were sent. Yeah. Recordings were taking place. Yeah. And continents was, were crossed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, hold and on. it was hotels were booked. Everything yeah. people used it all, and it was over. Yeah. There was no explanation. I, it's listen happens. I think it happens a lot more. But and it's interesting though. It that 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 kind of thing happens during an, an economic period, not only for the country, which is a whole other thing, but for just the yeah, business. Yeah. Where, where we fit in yeah. during this. Well, I always, well, and I always tell people, you know, it's funny because, you know, a lot of my friends know that, you know, like I have a lot of friends not in music, so they go, you know, hey, you know, and which I also think is super important because, you know, most people don't really give a shit at the end of the day about the maestro. But I'll talk to people and they'll say, you know, well, wow, you know, I haven't never asked you, like, how are, you know, how are you doing through all this nightmare of like, you know, Lehman crashing and all that nonsense? I get that. And I always told everyone, and it started like, 08, 09, I was like, you think that the country's in trouble? I was like, I'm, I'm in a business that's been in a recession for like seven or eight more years. So like, you know, uh, trying to... The back work door is open. Yeah, the bad, and it's been open for a while. Just taking it's, stuff and loading their trucks good up. Goodfellas, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, totally. it's there. And that's, you know, my friends yeah. say to me, which are all blue-collar, 
Italian, yeah, whatever yeah. guy. Well, where, where are you originally from? Yeah, you're New, Jer- New Jersey. You're, Garfield, Garfield, New Jersey. Garfield. The home of, you know, where we had, we spawned, you, you know, your father was very much in contact with yeah. Joey D and the Starlighters, oh, yeah. which spawned a part of the Young Rascals, oh. which to us, in our neighborhood, that was the Beatles. They, it was the biggest they thing. They were. That was the biggest Absolutely. thing to ever come out of Felix, our neighborhood. Yeah. And who were the brothers? Well, well Eddie Tell and me. Davey, which uh, were from our neighborhood. Felix was from Syracuse, yeah. up north. And Gene, they were from there. And Dino was from Jersey City. But, but you know. Bugatti's. Bugatti's. The, yeah. yeah. Eddie and Davey. And they're having a reunion. They're, they're on tour again doing their thing. But it, it's great music. The records were done with. A band that played and really grew from yeah. doing an Ellie Greenwich first song. They found a great song. Another great Another songwriter. Great songwriter. Real building again. I ain't gonna eat my heart anymore. Yeah. And and Jeff Barry, all those those great songs, and uh, and Arif, great production, great Tom Dad, great engineering. You know your father's team that that Atlantic, the the, well, yeah, the what, Yankees of yeah. you know the New York Yankees of. A and Ring, you know. You got Tom Dowd. Murderer's Row. Totally Murderer's Row because Tom Dowd's assistant who would set up the mics and get the room ready, Gene Paul. Gene Paul. Paul. So you got so Les Paul. Average, so, average, yeah, average white, white band, band. Roberta, Roberta Flack. Flack. You know, yeah. you, on and on and on. Yeah. But there's a there's a farm system. There is no more farm system. There's no more farm. There's no more farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's, that's And it's like basketball. You know, it's like that yeah. great movie. It's like, <laughs> what is the music business? Like, yeah. how does it, has it done? Yeah. But, but getting back to that thing, my yeah. buddies who I've grown up with, I have a friend who lives, you know, 20 minutes from me. I've known since we're three or four years old. We had the first band together. Yeah. He has a remote idea of what I'm going to say is the question is, hey, Pete, how do you guys get paid? Yeah. My brother, Michael, on a regular basis. Yeah. How do you get paid? paid? It's like, who pays you? How does that happen? So we're looking at... Herschel pays us. (laughs) Some guy named... Yeah. There's a guy. Yeah. It's like the same guy that did the voice of Charlie's Angels. That (laughs) John Forsythe. That that we never see him. And, you know, there's a lot of things about it. But you know what? We're all riverboat gamblers. You know, to get in this game, back yeah. when I did, it was yeah. a great time because, you know, it was still, there was a f- big old heart beating and you could feel the pulse. There was a, a body in motion. Yeah. It was very definable. You had to be able, there was no, it was like, there was like the NBA today or any sport today. You might be a good playground player. Oh, but yeah. once you get on that next level, of course, you could be a great club. Back then, there were clubs. Sure. There were playgrounds. You know, you play in the playground, yeah. you get a legend, yeah. and then how does that legend move up? And a lot of legends never make it. Very to few. The pro- yeah. yeah. And so when you were a legend in the club, you were a really great guitar player. But there's a, you, know, you had clubs, and you could work it out, and you could really hone it, and then you might get into sessions. and then you know, But you really couldn't get on the court. Your flaws were right there. Yeah. People would see you, you could play or not. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it was like, yeah. you got a great jump shot or you don't. You can play defense or you can't. There's no like, yeah. like everybody's watching. Like, anytime I hear at school you're a ball players, I always think, and I don't know if I, I'm a huge ABA fan, and this is totally yeah, digressing. Artist Gilmore. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. To- Moses, Moses Malone. Malone. The, yeah, the whole, yeah, like Julia Serving. Yeah. But there was uh, my favorite athlete of all time, I think from up in the Bronx, or maybe Brooklyn, but I think the Bronx, Fly Williams. Fly the Williams. Schoolyard school legend. Yeah, a legend. So he gets a scholarship to Austin P, which is a college. Yeah. Not in Austin, Texas. No. It's of course, in- he flies to Austin, Texas, <laughs> and, and calls 
the number and says, where are you? Now, you know, and they, of course, with the scholarship, have to inform him we're in Tennessee. Right. And um, then we'll, we'll but, yeah. We'll assign him to, like, <laughs> straw tying and yeah. hat making. He lasted maybe a season in the ABA because he couldn't do it on a team thing. And that, and that brings me to yeah. the, you know, back to the you, session you, musician you, thing. You know, the, 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 the musicians thing, kids now, there's some really great, I mean, there's some great young musicians. I mean, and I will start with, you know, one of the pre- prerequisites of our team is you you got to play. you got to really know how to you gotta play. you got to know how to, you got to, you got to play. you got to have to. And these guys are graduates of, you know, they went to your alum, <laughs> Berkeley. You're my alum. Alum. I, Berkeley School of Music. <laughs> exactly. Where jazz is love. And, and, yeah. and now jazz I, is love, but we're making records for hey, tweens. I, I bust Berkeley's balls, but you know what? I have so many It's the triple so A of music. Friends. Exactly. And, and it's changed so much because, you know, it's funny. F- Phil Woods threw this incredible line. Uh, he said, you know, jazz in college, we're, we're graduating too many tenor players. Yeah. You know, like, there's too many guys walking out with a piece of paper and hey. like, hey, where do I go? I mean, you know, there was a but, the song, saxophones, there was a run on saxes. Yeah. And when Berkeley was putting them out, like, you know, sure. I'm one of the guys. I mean, I yeah, yeah. this house we're sitting in, yep. it wasn't built on... You know, well, saxophones that you didn't I hear. Mean, no, Kenny G. Yeah. You know, I did, uh, you know, this guy, Michael LinkedIn, Warren Hill. I met, I, I hung when you were doing Warren yeah, Hill because yeah, Mick Gazowski mixed yeah, Mick, and we yeah. sat there. And, and, and yeah. Mick is, you know, Mick is Mick back is, in my fold again. He's mixing for us. But Well, just know, for people, Mick Gazowski did also Daft uh, Punk's, Daft Punk's you know, new, huge, record, new record. But yeah. he also did Earth, Wind & Fire. Yeah. He did all the early Mariah Carey yeah. records. He's a genius. Yeah. And he did his first record in his house, Chuck Mangione yeah. feels so good. And he you also know? invented a piece of equipment that made people lose control of their bowels. Yeah, I mean, you know, these, yeah. but these He's are guys from every level, man. Yeah. Engineer, player, and he used all the great players on Daft Punk that he used in the 80s. Whether sure. It was JR, yeah. you know, all, Paul Jackson. Yeah. And the kids, there's a lot of kids now that, that use the word, I am a producer, and there was a, a run on it. But it, to me, it was like, in a, getting back to the, you know, the, the basketball, analogy, it's like kids saying, this fucking guy is great at NBA yeah, 13. Yeah, yeah, 2000, yeah. But he know. can't shoot a ball. I but won he, the whole league with the Charlotte Bobcats. Exactly. You know, like I ran it with but the he's, worst he's, You know, and there's guys that mastered that, but there's no feel. There's a technical ability that I, I respect. Because I really feel like right now, and, and I feel like it's funny. My partner on the show, Charlie Hunter, and I, like we both, you know, we're really sort of, passionate about the thought that we're, we're in a generation right now of people that are recreators of a lot of things and that's there's nothing wrong with nothing that wrong with it. i think you know it's kind of steadily climbed over the last like 25 years where if you were to go back 25 years or maybe even 30 years guys were on sessions and doing records and doing things and it was like well maybe they said well you know give this house a little motown feel or whatever it had a thing but it was was a point of reference it was a point of reference but that point of reference wasn't literally let's sample marvin Gaye. right it was well i grew up loving this and we're you know right and and on a jazz level that's a whole other thing because jazz is its own little crazy little area but there's this recreating period where you know i listen I'm right in between the generation of your sons and you. And yeah, yeah. And then my dad's like another, yeah, you know, a, you know, 10, 12 years older yeah, than you. Yeah. So there's this, there are all these little mini generations and all these iterations of the same sort of thing. And what's wild about it is I think right now, right now I think of George Carlin all the time. I miss George Carlin a lot. Yeah, and and the connection here is he used to always talk about the marketing of uh, like 
sort of global warming and the health of the planet, he would always say, the planet's fine. We're screwed. We're, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, we're totally screwed. Music is fine. Music is always it's, fine. It always wins because it's, it's almost like saying, you know, the, the paintings that are hanging in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, mm. they're, they're there. Yeah. Now, they can be... Doesn't mean... Can, it, yeah. Does it mean that you can go see it? You yeah. can, anytime you're kind of miserable, anytime you think, oh, go put on a record. That's, th- these records that we're never going to create again, no. they're, like, they're like in the museums. We're gonna, you know, you're not going to see Hendrix again. You're not going to... Yeah. Stevie Wonder can't even go back to Intervisions. No. He can't do... You know, that stuff is in its place. It's been written. It's been there. But what it can do is it can... You know, what do they say? Amateurs copy, professional steal. Right. You know? So and, and everybody took from somebody. There's not Constantly. anybody, you know. I mean, anyone that we sort that's of the idolize. Guy, that's the wise man. I'm going to take from that guy rather than that guy. If you want to look at any one career where someone did that more than anyone else, it's Miles Davis, actually. Exactly. And, and on, on such a level where, you know, I don't know that I can look and at And John it. Williams. And John and Williams. Williams. Well, and John Williams on, yes. I, you know what? That's really hip. I never thought of that. You know. Because here he is. There's this whole canon of work. And emotions and 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 har- harmonic planets, sense, you know, the, this, yeah. the planets and some, but yeah. that's okay because it's okay. We can't do more than after fire. What do you mean, napalm? That's Unfortunately, a, yes, Mon- fun, Monsanto yeah. did exactly, and they in- invented artificial turf, and it's but, and it's horrible. Yeah. So stick with the thing that really is the most effective. It can warm you. Yeah. It can cook. It can burn. You can do a lot of things with this amazing thing. Yeah. And you take a riff. James Brown knew five things. He did five things great. And I can't find anybody else that could ever do those five things. But you take one of them, you put it in your song, the idea of a, you know, simple acrostic on, man, just acrostic. The sound is massive. The genius. I just, you know, I finished his book, The One. And you think about church, taking church. Ray did it. You yeah. took church songs and put other lyrics to it. Yeah. It's you steal, and it's not a negative stealing. It's almost like no. I I worship this. It's part of your being. Part of it's yeah. From this the very core this of is your what being. I this is what I live, and I gotta this, I can't help but do it. Yeah. Bernard Purdy, Chuck yeah. Rainey. But the Chuck Rainey listen to, um, you know, who did he he had to listen to the greatest players and go. Yeah. Richard Davis had to listen to the great players, man. Yeah. There's nobody that can say, oh, I just woke up, I didn't listen to anything, and I right. made this shit up. Right. There's nobody making shit up. The only guy I can think that maybe did that, and I honestly, I believe it's I mean, believe, James Jamerson. I was going to say, gonna say J- Jameson, just, Rainey had to listen to James, and, yeah. and, and this uh, thing yeah, ensued, like, like Ali, Fra- yeah. it's a respect and it's a love, and obviously... Musicians have an edge with each other, you know. Oh. I'm opening for you. I want to make that. I want to make it rough for you to get. I want you. You know, you're gonna lift your game. That yeah, that's. You know what's funny? You you, you bring that up. I, I I was talking to Les McCann uh, last week. Right. And he, you know, we, it wasn't part of our interview, but we just we just talk. I mean, yeah, that's the yeah, whole yeah, point of this. Yeah. It doesn't everything has doesn't have to be captured. But he said, you know, he was talking about someone that he opened for. And listen, the, the concept of opening acts now, you know, just I'm just thinking like it's not the opening act. The volume is less. The lights, lights are, are less. less. Soundcheck is nil. Soundcheck doesn't exist. 
everything is set the money doesn't exist you might make you know 150 bucks for right. the whole band and then right. you got to get in your van and go to the next gig but there was a thing and i think this speaks a lot to the culture of the performers and even the business itself opening acts used to go out there and kick the shit out of the out of the headline, headline. You know, Les was saying, hey, we would go out, and if we warmed someone up, we were trying to take them off of being a headliner. You bet. And that was it. You bet. But now, like, I went, I saw some band, uh, uh, you know, a couple a couple weeks ago, and it's to the point, even the, the opening act was like, they're from Canada. I forget the name of the band. They were really, nice. they were good. They, they were nice. nice. And they said, hey, we just drove here from Winnipeg, which to me, they had me at that. You know, I was like, and boy, am I... What style. route did you take? <laughs> yeah, you just, exactly. Did you Google map it? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like, and they literally, there's this whole notion of like, they're already apologizing for knowing, like, we know you want to see so-and-so, but we're going to exactly. do our thing. Exactly. Just like... And I tell, there's, yeah. there's, I tell, you know, you got to go Felt out bad. there and you got to bring it like you're the, the headliner. Yeah. But these are things that... I think, you know, you have such access to so many people. Like, we never, we hardly ever had access to the people we might be opening for because we'd have YouTube. We didn't know. We got to the gig and we went, oh. holy shit, this band is insane. Yeah. You know, when we got there, we realized you didn't have a, you didn't have a, a preview. G give me an uh, example of something. Okay. You, I, I, I'll we, tell you a big surprise. Okay. My band was on Warner Brothers, a group called Kraken. And we were signed by Lenny Warnaker. We signed by Mo. The whole the, the yeah. A team of, of Warner. A team of, of Warner. Lenny yeah, Warnaker, Mo Austin. Mo Austin and Teddy Templeman. We got produced by Russ Teitelman. Oh wow! And and so we, we, Gene Paul engineered our right. record. And I love it. Russ. I don't know yeah. him very well, but boy, yeah. he's always and, a and totally so, great guy. And so so we were out there. And, you know, we we're twenty two years old, and we're feeling good. And <laughs> this was the best part of the whole thing. Everywhere else in the world, we opened. We opened for the Doobie Brothers, who were very good to us. They dug around the same label. Great musicians. So maybe too. they gave, maybe because we were label mates and Teddy or whoever signed said, hey, yeah. give these guys. And it was a good love affair. They gave us a little bit of a sound check. It was nice. Yeah. We opened for Chaka Khan. We opened for Average White Band, which was nice. They were all good. But the only place where our record took, like, like who is this band, was Pittsburgh. <laughs> And you opened for Franco Harris. We didn't open. We headlined. Nice. So now on the whole tour, we have this on our tour book. We're opening. We're opening. We're opening. And we know in Pittsburgh we're headlining at the Warner Theater. And like, guess what, guys? Every week we're getting told that tickets are being sold. And now, wow, twenty five hundred tickets are sold, and we're gonna do an in store. And we go, and we it's like we are we are Justin Bieber, the Beatles, in sync. One Direction, the rolling... Two directions, every direction. Every direction. <laughs> and we can't believe it, but we're feeling good. The bus pulls up. Who's at the record signing? Who owns the store? Co-owns the store? Willie Stargell. Nice. The best. Pops. We got pictures with him. He's loving us. Because it's an R&B. You know, we're yeah. R&B kind of pop. Interesting band. And every band loved us. Mm. So it was really nice. So we don't know who's opening for us. Which, at that point... We were the headliners, so we were just thinking about oh, that. You're so excited. It's probably one of the few headlining gigs on the tour anyway. The only one. The only one. We show up. Sound check. Because we said we knew what it was like, so let's give the other band their sound check. Well, the other band is Billy Cobham, Tom Scott, Alfonso Johnson, and Steve Kahn. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, listen, slouches. The, a the bunch bikers, of <laughs> a bunch of guys who. Yeah. And all of a sudden, every, or every like sprinkler in my body went off, yeah. and I just started to sweat. I walked in yeah. this, and I hear them on stage, yeah. and I was like. We have to follow this. No, is that Cobham's band? It was, it it was it? a band they had for he, like. Oh, when Columbia was time. It was like this. I don't even remember the name. It was Cobham was one of the kingpins because he was. At well, that he, time he was coming off of Mahavishnu. Yeah, no. that whole thing, Mahavishnu. And his solo records. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, he's, and he's got like you know he's got like seventy four drums. Oh no, no. And it was like you know his arms were the size of like oh, you know, uh, trees. Right. And Steve Kahn is you know so we were yeah. all like. Sammy Khan's son. Sammy Khan's yeah. son. Well, the, we go in the dressing room. You couldn't even eat the food in the dressing room. You know, my acid in my stomach was just like <laughs> eating me away. I'm like, oh, God, I got to like follow this. This is the yeah. most miserable thing. But then yeah. I realized that, you know what? We're just making this about us, this band versus this band, and not about the people that are in the seats that yeah. came to. Because you do go there. Yeah. You take it. You take this mono mono thing, but at least back then, because again, there's no YouTube. There's no like preview of anything. You know, you just know by names, and you know these cats are players. And anyway, it was you know, I watched them, uh, and I really I realized at that moment, boy, did they do something so different than what we do? First of all, there's no vocals. None. You know, can so, you imagine who would be the vocal? Yeah, yeah there was no vocal, so yeah. I realized. There's no vocal. So how long, you know, our audience came to hear these songs that they sure. come to. And and it really made a big difference in saying, you know what, we all, you know, everybody's a finger on this big old hand. You got a lot of, you got two hands, you just, you know, you just, bam, man. And you put it together yeah. and it creates this thing. And we went out and they watched our set and loved it. And I got over this wave, man. And I played real, you know, I'm so different than what he did. Yeah. And he loved our arrangements. You know, they came back and mm. gave us, you know, props for the vocal. You know, it was cool stuff. I didn't yeah. have to do much except play the part that was needed. Mm. And it was, I was like 22 years old. So yeah. it really set the tone of like, you know, relaxing. There's nothing more beautiful than hearing people sing and players play and lyrics coming across with harmonies and people in the seats who pay the ticket. Standing up and getting moved yeah. by it, and wanting another one. Right. You know what I mean? And that old line, you know, if you want to hear like, oh, how was the show? Well, the people that stayed loved it. <laughs> you know, nobody got up and left. Yeah. You know, and it's a it's a big lesson. But nowadays, you know, there's so much. I go to shows, and they say, well, you know, there's somebody on at seven twenty four, and then there's another at eight fifteen, and there's six different acts on, and yeah. You show up whenever you're supposed to show up to see that particular right. slot. Yeah. Uh, it's like a horn and heart. You know the horn you know, and heart. You know nice. the thing. The, yeah. the, the music, I'll take this pie. Yeah, you, yeah. It goes down the row yeah. and you pull it out. The dino. Yeah, man. and 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 sometimes you miss something that you get there for your thing and you miss oh, well, some of the other I mean, music. Yeah, I mean, talk about missing so something. Much, yeah. Yeah. The, I heard this story once. I think my old man told me this. A bunch of musicians he knew. And this actually could be from you. I don't know. There's so many stories swirling around. But talking about missing something or making fun of something. And then, whoa, something happens. And you're like, it's holy the, yeah. shit. Yeah. The musicians that were in Kenny Rogers' band, after gigs, when they got on their bus, used to take all the demo tapes that people would give them or give Kenny or whatever. And they would get stoned and laugh. 
and listen to these, you know, oh, mama, mama, you know, whatever. I don't know, you know. One night, they're all stoned, and they're in the back of the bus. They put in a cassette. It's the gambler. The gambler comes from... Donnie Schlitz, s- songwriter. Literally, I mean, and I'm sure somewhere, Donnie Schlitz is, you know, owns an island in the South Pacific and a chain of uh, chicken restaurants, whatever it is. Yeah. But, you know, talk about, like, not expecting something. This shit something. happens. You know, this, yeah. this shit... You you have to Tommy be, Schlitz. I like this. Were, were you at his bar mitzvah? Were well, it's funny. I know you know my time in Nashville. I met them all. Yeah, but uh, I got a hundred of them. Don has you know taken some back roads. Uh, yeah. and left the planet for a minute and has come back. Like, right, and maybe that story out. isn't legit, but I think that there's you know I, I can tell you this something man. to showing up and seeing. I can stuff. tell you that all great songs have no none of them take the expressway. Right. None of them get in the diamond lane. There's no way. They're in traffic. They get smashed. They get pulled over. Give me. And I can, give me an. I know. Okay. Okay. I'm. You know, I think I know where is, you're going to go. My world is the pop world. Right. My world is the pop world. Which I love talking With R&B, about. R&B. I mean. Right. I mean. But pop R&B meaning pop. on the radio. Right. I all our records were always on the radio. Played a lot. Still play a lot. Yeah. Got used for commercials, and you know, is a classic. But the, classic I, example of Break My Stride. Right. Ain't nothing going to break my stride. That little record was, first of all... Matthew Wilder, right? Matthew Wilder, who is one of the best writers, also went on to produce No Doubt's biggest record ever. Sure. You know, Tragic yeah. Kingdom. And continues to write great, great stuff. But um, And he produces it. But he... We were on... Um, we got a development deal with Clive Davis. And... Um, we did this little record and got free time. Now, this is the day where you had to go and find studio time. You had to buy two-inch tape or get it for free. from the Studios studio. or books solid. Studio books yeah. solid. We, we, they gave us, they threw us an engineer. I went to a Spence Proffer studio. And, um, is this L.A.? or you in, L.A., in L.A. Okay. And Car- um, uh, Carol Peters, studio manager, gave us. Uh, two days, and she said, there's a, a second engineer they're just using, Chubba Petash, who's become like a massive producer engineer, but that was his first record. He was a second. Got to start something. Um, so he gave us, the, we went in there, and we did this cool record. We did it on a, on a, on a, uh, a four-track at Matthew's house, okay. and then we transferred that stuff to the two-inch, where we put live drum. I put the drums on a, on two tracks. Oh. On two tra- so we played right extravagant. Under- so we yeah we we did a you know it was like really amazing record to get that done and my son was my wife was pregnant with with my son Julian and nothing was happening and we played it for um, Clive Davis and uh, for this development deal and he hated it oh yeah he hated it and he can and hate- I played it for some friends who were really big songwriters. And they said, ah, it's, it's like, you know, it's not happening, man. It's not like a, a hit song or whatever the phrase was then, but, you know, still not a hit. And so Clive made Matthew go in the studio with us for days, and he brought a song called City Girl. And here we have Break My Stride, right. and then we sit in the studio, and we have to do, a, we have to do the song he deemed 
a hit called City Girls. Right. And to the point where it's almost like a Steely Dan record where you're recording it and recording it and recording it. Was, it and, and, recording. and then he came to this because we were so not into it. What's what's the hook? I, I City I, Girl, City Girl, you got me in a city world. City it was like that lame. That's another song. I know. It's like Laura Brannigan. Yeah, it's like Gloria. And it was, and I hate to say this, but it was, it was, the song was written by Chris Mancini, Henry Son. Henry Son, yeah. Like I know. And you know, it might have been for somebody else, but it wasn't sure for Matthew, who was a great. Up to that point, we had been recording demos with Matthew, some great stuff for about a year. It was a real like live rhythm section, and we would go to Louis Louis. Um, what's his name who produced Seals and Croft great guitar player um, I don't know uh, he was a session guy in, in LA and I, I'm, I'm blank on it but uh, okay. anyway he would let us use the studio and uh, we'd done all these records and Matthew had some great stuff so we was in the studio for like days finally Clive comes in and he's sitting next to us trying to get the vocal you know right. we're like sitting uh, there just going this yeah. and ultimately he let us go. He just said, this isn't going to work. Right. Which, at that point, they just shoot me. Yeah. You know, like, you've yeah. tortured me so much. Yeah. Put the gun to our head. And, yeah. and, and he put us out of our misery by letting yeah. us go. So now we're back to square one. We, we still got Break My Stride. Yeah. And, um, and we bring it over to, uh, we just start shopping it. Mm. And this little label um, called Private Eye. Joe Iscro's label. Oh, of course. I know Joe Iscro. Now, Joe, Philly guy, uh, he was the guy responsible for all the Michael Jackson thrill. He was the promotion guy that really was the guy, the muscle behind all that record. They gave him his own label out of Epic. I think on the heels of Thriller... You get you do you get a little bit more than a label. They gave yes. him a small country in, in Lithuania as well. And it was like yes, amazing. A region of Estonia. And Joe had a book called you know the Hitman. Sure, Joe very, was, very famous. Joe wasn't a, a you know a Wharton School of Business kind of music guy. Joe was you know yeah. one of those early you know Philly street promotion very record famous promotion book. guy. Great book. But they but they but they succeeded uh, in making this record a smash all over the world. It became like. A record that was outrageous, and twenty like how many years later? Ten years later, Puffy sampled it. Oh, probably more. Uh, well, maybe well, ten. Yeah, like I, I 94, 95, yeah, 94, somewhere in there. Yeah. Puffy sampled it. and It became anybody gonna take my Puffy. pride? I'm sure he loves being called Puffy. Well, okay, What's Puff it? Daddy. T did so many names, but at the time he was Puffy. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was. And so we we go to. New York, and we, the record sold his record. Oh. So our record was like it was number big. one all over the world. I was a kid. I remember yeah. my old man massive. saying, I'm like, oh, what is this song? He's like, yeah, it's Peter. It's Peter yeah. and Cheese. Yeah. They got a hit. It was massive. And we were like, wow, it was like the national anthem in the Seychelles Island. It was like played everywhere. <laughs> the national you know, anthem. You know, it was like anything. You know, and we saw it go through commercials and ones that sure. you never saw. They tried yeah. them. But more importantly is that we were on stage because after P. Diddy did it, sure. um, it, it would sold six million albums, two million singles, yeah. and and that plaque is up there in the studio. Sure, and I put it up too. On stage, handing me the plaque 
was Clive, the head of Bad Boy Entertainment, who who you should have said, you, "Do I know you? Have we met?" We, I mean, he. But I yeah. gotta tell you about the Clive. He went thing. on to do a bunch of work for Arista stuff. Clive, didn't yeah, Clive was always the more important part about that whole thing is Clive knew I knew. He didn't have to say anything. He just gave me props for sticking to my guns about what sure. we believed in. Not Which led me to business. the first time I called him when Julian said he was ready to meet some like big shots. Right. When he was ready in his writing or production, and I called Clive and he took the call and he brought us up in the office and he gave Julian a gracious and wonderful introduction to the big leagues. Right. He got. We have a letter. You know. Where yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, "Send me any songs." So, I mean, you know, we're not in this business. We're all in this business. To be validated on some level. Hey, great bass part. Mm. So lyric needs work, but melody's great. You know, you keep doing that, and when but, you can you know. hit one out of the park, you know, and they expect you to be a home run hitter. Yeah. Well, the pressure's always on. Sure. I just like to know. Well, and he's a home run hitter. I mean, he's, he's a, like that's, he always swings for the fences. And here's the thing: he's a guy also that you know, you know. I don't know if he cops the stuff, but like he didn't want the. You know, I will always love you on the bodyguard soundtrack, and then look what happens. There I mean, you listen, but he, you, you know, know, he'll he'll cop you know, to it. But yeah. the, the thing that he does that the old school guys did that a lot of these new cats, who have taken the infrastructure of the business, which is relationships, it's always always be always be relationships. What they've yeah. done is the simplest, most cave. I mean, ape like, ape like things is that you respond. Yeah, I call. You call. You me back. call me back. That my Call thing and respond. The, like yeah, animals the, do it. Yeah, voicemail mambo. It. But yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's, I just called you 17 times already. Mm. You have not returned one call. Yeah. Call me back and tell me that we're not going to the prom. But yeah. at least call, me, call back, me back, schmuck. Yeah. And so our industry yeah. has taken like a massive punch to the, to, to the kidney and crippled the, bre- the, 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 the ebb and flow yeah. of it. Uh, because if well, you don't call back, you, it's like saying, you know, gambling isn't for everybody. But if you don't gamble, you don't know if it's your lucky day that day. Sure. You buy a little lottery ticket. If you yeah. don't call that guy back, you might have that. You might miss out on that song. And I know people that have. Oh, I know cats. Absolutely. That haven't. And so the infrastructure has been tainted with people that have no real character. This mm. other, the other business. The other life, the Old Testament. The other characters were characters. They, they had a different kind of character. Because they, yeah, they had a handshake. My, my dad walked up to somebody. He was on Park Avenue. I mean, it's his character. He walked up to one of the Chess Brothers who happened to be in New York. He saw him on a, you know, I think Leonard or Phil Chess. Not lovely humans, you know, like definitely people that could keep your royalties. My dad saw him on the street. He's on a payphone. He's on a payphone on Park Avenue. You remember payphones? Yeah. Well... Nobody he walks up to him and he goes, "Harry, hold on! Somebody just came into my office." I mean, this is this is character. That's you know, great. You that make doesn't it up. exist. Nobody yeah. makes it up as they go along. They Everything, can't. They don't. They don't they, have you, that. You can't. You and can't I, do I, it. I, and I get it. It's not. You, it's not make it up as you go along. Times. Yeah, exactly. You know. You don't. It, there's. But you know. that takes a big part out of. We all live. This is. If we start thinking that this comic book world is the real life, yeah. we're in trouble. And that's what. The, see, back then. We knew people fell off the page. You know what I mean? And, and they could just, get back on. And you can get back. You know, you yeah, have your Maybe fans. not. 
<laughs> Schmuck, stay out of the room. You know, Phil Spector, well, maybe <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Let Phil can't come back in the game. Can't, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's not out he, there. Phil ain't got next. But your dad, you know, there's great characters. Oh, my dad. Listen, my dad's best line he ever threw in his life, and he threw a billion great lines. Great lines. He didn't work for, I don't know, more or less almost a decade. He really didn't work. Yeah. Like, I got to know my dad when he didn't, he didn't work. work. Yeah. You know, he wasn't in New Orleans for a year with the Nevilles. He wasn't yeah. locked in a room with Roberta. Yeah. He was at home. I learned everything about every Laurel and Hardy, W.C. Fields, that's what I did the with... cartoons. That's, that's it. That's, well, he that's the wise-ass rite of passage. He counseled me in those times when, when I hit the wall. And I and there's one point. Yeah. After... See, you cop to hitting a wall. Most people don't. Most people tap dance around. Oh, I was changing well, again, my thing, you know, some sort of horse The shit. thing is, is that it's what we're doing is we're just trying to create great distractions from real work. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. that's what we're trying to do. And when yeah. real work starts catching up to you, you're like, uh, well, am I going to have to get a job? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Price yeah. check. Land, yeah. You know, yeah. what yeah. am I going to do? Spill in aisle nine. Okay, I could be a hostess at a great re- restaurant. I could... What do I do? What well, that, my old man me? spent a decade thinking, well, what do I do? And towards the end of that decade, and this is the whole point of, of like, you know, it's bringing this up. I, I, you know, he was doing something with some tapes and he was trying to figure out how to do live concerts and, you know, what weren't called reissues, but doing reissues. He the said, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm scratching my way back to the middle. And I, it resonated, you have no idea, because I knew you, I knew Stuart Levine, I knew Gary Stromberg, you know, not a record producer, but a guy, you know, everyone make... hits their thing, and at a certain point, you're not, you know, you're not waiting, there's not a jet outside of, uh, you know, uh, Carnegie Hall waiting to whisk you away to your next no. important engagement. And, and you know. sometimes when you're scratching that, that surface of your, you know, of your doubt. Yeah. Because that's what you do. It's and you doubt get, and fear. You yeah. scratch, and you know what you find on there? More surface. Yeah. And you don't get any, you're not getting anywhere, and you have to just, you really teaches you to, you got to totally let go. you got to fall into the pool backwards, and then hope that it's like only four feet of water. Right. So you can just get on your feet real quick and right. walk around. You yeah. know, cause, because some people fall back into... Waters that are too deep with people that aren't there, they're really not a network of friends and no, it's and, just... and, and a helpful kind of word or a, a, a comforting tone, you know, where they say, everything's going to be okay, don't worry. He always it. had relationships. Yeah, and relationships, that's that's what the most important element of this this whole game is. And I, and I try and... My role in our new company is to enforce the power of solid, real relationships. Mm. Time away from the music, where we all know we're, we're going to the basketball, we're at the gym, we're playing with what the ball. Just... We're just being... If you join this circus, you joined it because you really want to stay like 11 to 13-year-old forever. Yeah, That's what you really want to do. You, you don't want your wife to say, why are you watching that Three Stooges marathon? You know? <laughs> And you're almost 63. Yeah. You know? And now my wife knows. You know, my wife knows I I can do that. Because she knows who I am. 
because that's who I am. She knows you need a dosage of shemp. I need Every, shemp. You, some people just need shemp. I need a lot you know, of shemp. And, and you know it's really bad. I hope she knows that when Joe Besser comes in, <laughs> I've really hit the wall. It might yeah. be time. It might be time to know, actually get out of there. Go to the gym. Yeah, get know, out. Exercise. meditating. Do something. Yeah, it's, but <laughs> ultimately, you know, we are trying to preserve the innocence that saves us. Because yeah. everybody is... You know, the, the world has gotten too hip and too smart be based on... The world's hip? The, no, but, but I mean, that's what they think. <laughs> okay. You hip know, it's is fashion, a monetized, yeah. It's mon everything yeah, the world is like, ain't hip. You know, like somebody's a trendsetter, taste this word, yeah. tastemaker. Yeah. It's like, you know, Early adopter. Yeah. It's schmuck. like all this stuff. Me, yeah. I really don't... You know, I could sit with Yogi Berra for like a, a week and hang out and just have a good time listening to Yankee stories, you know? And who cares about the newest, you know, mobile, you know, what the newest app is. Everything is about doing it faster, quicker, and, you know, getting all the answers within your fingertips. Right. I don't like having, I don't like having, I like to really uh, work. Well, I'm guilty. I mean, and my wife, you know, but will be the first person to say, you know, you're staring into, you know, idiot. You gotta think you're, about you're that. You're staring into a box. But Get you, off you gotta this. think Stop about that stuff because that. the box is. I mean, Louis C.K.'s thing where he's seeing the. You know. Oh yeah. There's about, no empathy. There's yeah. no empathy. And the world's you know? people go to see their kids perform and they're looking through the camera filming when. Yeah, they're you're not gonna watch that shit more than one. Yeah. You're seeing it now. Yeah. Now be it, man. Like. Just like but it's a generation of not being in the moment. It's a generation of it's recreating and capturing and and witness not witnessing but making sure like you, I put it on Instagram I, before you. Exactly. I beat now, you. I'm a. I don't do you know. I am. You so, don't. Any, you, I'm like you. Don't, none of that. I don't do Facebook. I don't but, have any of that. Let me tell but you. I don't feel like I'm out of step with anything except um, the generation that I should be connected with through one thing, a pulse. That makes us get the chills at the yeah. same time, makes us tear up at the same time, yeah. makes us laugh at the same time. Right. But I don't have to know what, you know, Robin Thicke's latest tweet. escapade is yeah. or tweet is. Well, and I like, I mean, I, I like a lot of the stuff that's out there musically, but it's all the peripheral around it. Yeah. Make sure you know it's an artichoke with no heart. Yeah. You know, like I, I never get the. <laughs> well, it's more than shit. just music. I mean, this trend, this this is a this it's, is of the moment. We just talked about that earlier. Yeah, it's not it has nothing to do. It's just it's of the of the minute. I, I should have honestly taken a huge note, in a way, out of uh, from my old man, the page out of his book. I, I bought him a laptop once. I remember and, you told and, me. Yeah, and I remember two di things distinctly. One, I handed it to him, and he said, "How do I turn it on?" So I opened it up and I, I said, "You push this button." He said, "Hold on, I gotta smoke a joint." <laughs> it was too much for him. Yeah. Then he got into a the thing. But the camera for him. The camera the was different. Camera that, was and yeah, that was different. That was opened up his world to a like you know a place that he didn't know existed. A, a creativity that you know really helped another part another of it. Voice. It was another voice. Yeah. And I remember, I listen, I got him that camera. I I, I got him imagine. the laptop. I got him the camera. Yeah. But the best thing ever, and I should have really said, wow, you know, I, the apple can't fall too far from the tree with this mindset. My brother said, um, all right, you got an email account. I sent him, I set up an email account for him. He said, I dare you to send me an email. You know, like this, this, you know, Joel Dorn sends an email. The best thing ever is he said, I'm going to send an email that knocks your fucking socks off. He proceeded to write the entire email in the subject line 
the window so my brother gets what amounts to a Tolstoy short story in the, in the crowd and it's like you know you're like uh, you're like you're scrolling along so I should have known you know I, I, I oh, why am I staring bad. at things sit down that's funny but music has turned into and the making of music like you know Charlie my partner on this he can barely turn he can turn on his laptop but he's a guy about being in the moment and his yeah, fingertips man. are the Mills Brothers through Donny Hathaway through whatever happened seven yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. I'm Mr. Laptop, every piece of software, every technical thing. Which is to, great, though. It's, you need it. And I love it. Yeah. But that's my voice. His voice is playing. Right. And I have my voice as a bass player. Yeah. I, can, I can play some yeah. bass. But, so it's interesting, this thing, this juxtaposition of like you know extreme technology and being in that moment and life and not being in that moment there's a cold and there, there are parts of me that wished i maybe it's just my defiance because of my ignorance and yeah, i yeah. My, my ability the learning curve it's you know, daunting for a lot of yeah, people yeah and, and i i do I, I do have all i do email i do all those yeah, but yeah. i can pr i can tell you in my life i've never sat alone in a room with a pro tool rig and created I've done Garage Band uh, on the road somewhere, and like you know, I'm in I'm in Serbia, and yeah. I'm and I you know I I can't really watch you know yeah. who's the fam with Tony yeah. Danza in in Serbian, in Serbian. Angela. Yeah. So <laughs> do you just have bathroom? So I take out I take out my laptop and I I mess around. I have yeah. I can admit that I do have fun, and it keeps me occupied. But it's a toy. But it's a toy to me. Yeah. It's no different than playing shoots and ladders or Operation. Yeah. You know, the game Operation. Yeah, don't, yeah. Take don't out his funny side. bone and don't, right. get don't get sued. I, I always wanted a new version of Operation where lawsuits and litigation and malpractice. Right. Well, that's it. Yeah, the voice comes <laughs> in when something happens and it pops up and you've been lawsuit <laughs> back. I like this notion of it, yeah. But, but, but you know, ultimately, I, I feel that if the, if the powers that be are, 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 you know, the new generation has to take over. They have to be the shot callers. Absolutely. And I hope that they have learned the lesson of mismanagement of soul or heart and soul or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Because the indie labels, these young guys that are making some really cool shit, you're doing your shit. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, you, my stuff is all a result, to be quite to honest. To be of what uh, you just, come from. What I come from, but also not ever dealing. I dealt with one label. Yeah. It didn't work out. I retained all my rights back. Yeah. And I've always done it myself. I mean, the arcade but not fire by guys. Oh well, that's they're, they're, that's they're, on such a grand but, scale. But they I mean, started yeah. in somebody's basement, against what we're talking about—the need to feel, the, the in touch with. The real part of, of playing music, sitting in a room. Yeah. My group, Playing for Change. Yeah. We go out there around the world now on the internet. And we take, we have 25,000, 30,000 fans. We play for in different countries. Sure. And it's based on not hit radio, mm. not hit songs. We're playing African tunes, Congolese, you know, we're playing South African stuff, uh, Congolese stuff, reggae. We're playing songs with, you know, like, you know, in Hebrew. Yeah. You know, we, we, we they really, have songs. I mean, we have songs. My people have songs. You'd be amazed. You know, Herschel. And, I bring up Herschel and again. And we had her. We had our Israeli singing on stage with Tanarwian. Yeah. We played in London with Tanarwian on stage with yeah. us. So we had Muslims, 
and Jews on the same stage and playing Reggie McBride on bass. Yeah. We had a rhythm section that was, we did a New Orleans groove with Tenorian. Yeah. I mean, that is the ultimate of what I'm talking about, where it's just so cool. And then you become the hippest thing without even caring about being. You just all. Well, and that, a lot of it has gone in that direction. And, and it's you, like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And Brooklyn's become the mecca of everything, yeah. you know, and all this. I mean, all these bands that are coming out of there, and it's like they're dictating all this stuff out of one, you know, one little section in, across the bridge from Manhattan. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that, that, you from know. my point of view. Yeah. And I'm not, again, I yeah. don't know all the stuff, but what I see is like, you know, and not just there, but all over, you know, there's Athens, Georgia, there's right. Minneapolis, Silver there's Lake. Silver Lake. Yeah. You know, there's all these little pockets. And kids are getting the message. And, and here's the thing. There always will be. Yeah. And there are always going to be things that jump out. It music will, it, it always sustains. But I just want, I just want the changing of the guard. I want, I want the, the young execs who don't buy in uh, to the notion that, you know, you really, you, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you this amount of money. Mm. And we believe in you, and we'll give you that much to go on the road. We're going to support mm. you, but we're not going to make it crazy. We're not going to get blown out of shape here, and you need to pay that producer, you know, well, eighty yeah. thousand, yeah, hundred grand to just to yeah, do the track, do whether the track. or not. Yeah, I think I think you know, and, and have ownership and let everybody kind of make it a win-win situation because times have changed, and this the business is only going to sustain. Um, as long as, you know, there's, uh, as there's radio and if radio isn't, yeah, if radio isn't growing, radio is kind of diminished uh, no, and, no. and Pandora and all these places who now want to pay less for what we do. I think Pandora is good. I think we're in a middle period right now of things it's, that are transitioning. I, I can easily see Pandora maybe not even existing in, in five to 10 years because you need to, you need to have a lot of capital. To really sustain, and I don't, I don't, I mean, listen, well, I... Well, it's advertising, it, it's, we'll always have that. People well, are buying. Absolutely. My whole, listen, my whole thing is based on advertising. You yeah, know, I know. It's like a car commercial pays for me to make three records, and, and I have no, you know, a lot of people get all really preachy and say, oh, I wouldn't do that, and you're, you know, you want to stay in business, you got to figure out ways to stay in business. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, and I believe that the, 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 you know, anybody putting anybody down... Oh, their this, music. I, I stopped but, listening. And, and we, we're gonna touch. I gotta. I gotta touch on this because this is the thing that makes me the craziest of every piece of all technology is great. The only thing that pisses me off to no end are again putting the most potent weapon in the hands of imbeciles, and that's typing and re <laughs> uh, comments. On oh, iTunes. that's a whole and amazing it's, it's culture. A, I love it. It's I, I know sick. It, it's yeah. sick. Yeah. And we've got the angriest people coming out of the woodwork yeah. to just spew based on a lyric, a dance step, a yeah. suit, a hair color. You know, it's really ugly. But it um, is. But the, it's, to me, I, and you're talking about, like, comments on iTunes, like on the um, Amazon. Everything. You know. Reviews. Just people writing YouTube. anything they want any time e of but, the day. But... It, you know, everyone has a voice now. I but that that's where that's where I find that's what I find the most offensive part of technology. And I really believe that you know, if anything, we realize that that's that's all that's corrupted in in ten seconds after it's. I mean, yeah. it's it's a, it's 
And I'm, well, it's know, the same thing. Imagine, all right, imagine you, you bust your ass to raise capital to start a restaurant. You, you, it takes you a year. You do the construction. You build it out. And the first Yelp review is, whoa! And that's not even real. That could it's be a, a fake, fake, fake review. review. Exactly. So we're, we're, it's, John Prine had a great song of people putting other people down. Yeah. And we're living it. Because basically, yes, we, are. we are living it. Anybody could take a shot because of their built-in misery or whatever they've ended up with bad yeah. decisions, how they've ended up. Yeah. Now they've got a forum to unleash. Mose Allison, a fight would make the a night complete. Make... You know? There you go. And, and okay, uh, you know, it's like... I, and I step out of, you know, God knows if Break My Stride had been subject to uh, YouTube at the moment. Or a downbeat, uh, you know, blindfold, blindfold test. test. You know, well, I didn't really like what the drummer yeah, did. Yeah, and I've, I've been, you know, I, I saw a review of me playing in Japan on this thing. Oh, really? And like what, review, like somebody a, comment. Yeah. And, you know, and mind you, I'm, I know when I played, well, you know, and I'm playing the song. Yeah, and that the song, you wrote. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I handed it, but, yeah. but the group only asked for what I was doing. You know, right, simple, right, right. man, just you know, yeah. nothing fancy. Yeah. And this guy was just probably watching, like, a Neil Peart, you know, video Sure, and he wants you to... And he said, you know, this is the most boring drummer yeah. I have ever... You know, and you got to go, wow, man. Well, like, this guy I, is like... He's not even listening to the song. I... I mean, on the Japan, on the Japan tip, I... For one tour, I was... I was in Marcus Miller's band playing bass and doing samples and keyboard stuff. Boy, that's, and a, that's not a... Uh, it's not a... A it, fun seat. It's not a fun seat, yeah. but it's a surprising seat because I you got... I was batting for Mantle. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know, now batting for Mickey Mantle, <laughs> this right. schmuck, you know? Right. So, but I didn't play anything until like three or four songs into each set. And mind you, the, the, the everyone... Marcus played and the, then Marcus, you... you know, I introduced... I opened up for the band and then I would bring everyone on and I was a total wise-ass. You know, Marcus wears all these flashy clothes and I'd be like, tonight... On pants from Jamaica Queens, you know, I'd introduce him like it was the Bulls in the '90s, and he'd always, "Oh man, shut up." But I would pick up a bass like four songs in, and it was always, you know, like one of the ballads, and he'd play like you know the clarinet or whatever it was. It wasn't hard bass playing, but as soon as I picked that bass up, it's like eight deep of just all Japanese dudes that are bass players looking right at there. me like, yeah. Huh? yeah, you know, they're like. What you know, uh, you know, and I'm, and I start playing, and it's a combination of like it's if the comments could come above their head immediately. Bubble. Yeah, the not playing. Uh, right finger is in wrong position. Yeah. You know, too bald to play bass. You yeah. know, whatever it is, whatever you can think uh, of. Juke. I I felt it all instantly. Yeah. And it's it's I loved it because I didn't wasn't married to Ke I mean, I don't mind much. it, but I don't remember that much. I never remember that much of any. I think fans were just so like they were fans into the moment. Yeah, and they weren't about like da 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 da, -da switch played out. Yeah, <laughs> let's see, who we're gonna carve up tonight. I mean, now, now if you played at the shark. Apollo, yeah, and, that's you know, yeah. if you played the Apollo, the blades didn't come out until you stunk. Yeah, and, and then then stunk, that was that. Then it was the yeah, it was Sandman. You know, and and I. I I, I think that maybe this is the, the, you know, people don't get a chance. Or you have to be thick-skinned 
and you have to kind of move on in spite of this insanity. If you have a, if a stalker comes out of it, or if you get into, <laughs> you're you taking know, it to stalker. No, I mean, uh, yeah, that's a pretty people. Yeah. People get into crazy. They have they go out war. They go to war. Yeah. On that, this that, stuff. They get. I made the mistake, and sometimes still do. I, you know, it's funny. I have a song called Trey Trey Chic that was in a movie, uh, Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. So, someone, you know, it could have been. I, I don't know where, maybe somewhere in Europe, a, a kid put up a, uh, a girl put up the link to the song and a picture of the soundtrack album and a download link. So I literally was like, hey, thank you so much for posting this. It makes me so happy that 250,000 people can illegally download because it was up to that many views. And I just said, like, you know, like, you know, you really should rethink posting something like this with a download link. It's very obvious that you're just saying, hey, share the, share the music. So I said... So just so you understand, I'm coming to your house later and I'm stealing your bike. You know, I'm just like, whatever, you know, just like a wise ass thing. It turned in yeah. to us. You know, my wife, Colette, was just yeah. like, what are you doing? It gets crazy. You're going to people, you, they're insane. Yeah. I don't need this. And you're, That's you're, what I'm and, talking about, man. So we you start interacting that. and it's like, whoa. You know, you know, someone in Estonia is really pissed at me for no and reason. And sharpening their knives. Yeah. Or I don't like you anymore. You're mean. That's yeah, what I... <laughs> Yeah, and people, like, I got the best, and, like, I had the best compliment a bunch of years ago. Mm. These guys, and it was because of the internet, they all, they, these guys in Italy got a guy um, who was an NBA, help, uh, did the NBA or the basketball in Italy commentating, and the Italian, they were coaches. Right, 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 okay. for whatever they're Another speaking. doctor... Uh, best PD, uh, um, orthopedic surgeon. His father was the orthopedic surgeon for the Olympic team. And the, right. And the goal, well, he was one. A group of these guys all loved 80s music that all, a lot of records that I well, was on. Yeah. Well, they all got together on the internet because they were fans of the West And you're Coast. Italian. <laughs> Forget they about it. They contacted me yeah. and came to visit me. To Are you serious? They all came, five of them. And they love this music. They collect this music. Right. They, it wasn't just me. They, you know, they liked a, a lot of Jay Graydon. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, they you came, know Jay, right? Yeah. yeah. But they came at this house when we first came here. I made them dinner. We all hung out. To this day, they're like good friends of mine. I go visit yeah. them in Italy. And it's the bright side. It's the upside. And these are young guys. Right. These are guys like your age and a little younger. But they're in their late 30s early 40s successful in their gigs they love music they love music they know it was played together like the sound of recording they find it to be their you know collective soul together these guys went you right. like that too i love when oh this record and that ba 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 leslie smith and you know the different records that we did and um and their whole thing is is what we all try to you know react to is that there was a moment happening there that everybody got in a room, mm. and it was exp it was recorded. It was like a lot of people helped in their expertise. Each right. one had an expertise, and it all came together. What are the odds of that when it actually comes together? Right. And then it gets out, and then it gets you know heard everywhere. Like what's yeah. the odds of that? So it's really it's you know for me I, there's a lot of stuff. The machine's gotten so big that we have to feed it anything. Wow. We have to feed it. But anything. the bandwidth to, to, in which we get stuff in it to even feed it is also extremely narrow. It's, 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 it's very but, narrow. But, it, I mean, it's narrow and it's not because you can do it on your own. Of course. You can get it out. I can get a kid anywhere to hear whatever I'm doing. 
takes more work. Now, I will say that more kids have to become entrepreneurs than ever before. We didn't have to do that. Well, you know, it's weird. In a lot of ways, you have, like, it's like the 50s and now all over again. Because you might be like, hey, you you know, my old man runs a vinyl making business for, you know, floor tile. And it's financing what I'm doing. And, you know, I, you know, I... I understand that. And, I, and I, I, I appreciate any kid that says, hey, man, I just made this record, and I'm going to print them, or I'm going to get a digital company to help me get it out there, and I'm going to start a little thing and play coffee shops. I love that. You got it. And I think Whatever it's way you build, you know, it's all made out of bricks, no matter what. The bricks are just it. a little different, but, but I, you got to work. What I, what, I, what I think is that ultimately the art of a lyric and a melody... I don't care about the track. I don't care about anything else. Like the style. Is the, the... I don't care about it. I care about someone putting that stuff together. And however, you, it's got to start from there. And then everything else is just, you know, pushing it further into the stratosphere. You know, your, your marketing, your promotion, you're getting sure. into film, getting into TV. Whatever. I mean, always, you know, perfume, whatever you want to do. But like you said earlier, you know, thinking of like, you know, Wilson Pickett with, you know, a, a, a clothing line or a perfume. And, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Sam and Dave, you know. Yeah, I mean, Sam and Dave, that. the scent. <laughs> the scent. I right? don't know that I want Sam and Dave the vodka, <laughs> you know. Maybe <laughs> some, I mean, like, wine, you know. But. It would be a great, it would be a great thing to, you know, to really just, I don't know, to just for one moment, not to give every kid that's writing a song Everybody that's sitting down to do this, one week a month of fasting and not doing any other media and just sit at the piano and not go to your YouTube or not check on, you know. Radio silence. Radio Radio silence. Yes. Just go into the zone because all you can do is tap your inner resource, man. Yeah. And your inner resource, there's so much cross stat. There's so much stuff going on. When I walk in a room and I see... Four la- laptops open, people writing. It's in a writing session with four laptops. I kind of look at it and yeah, I, always, I look know. behind Can you check it my somebody, email? Somebody's got their email up. Somebody's oh, yeah. got their Facebook up. I was on stage once when someone had Instant Messenger on stage and their laptop was in the PA and we heard during yeah. a ballad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we so heard t- sign off, man. Like, that's. Th- that's you know time yeah. to sign off. There, there is a there is a and I'm the time. guiltiest, but yeah, time to but sign off. But ultimately, you know, ultimately, the 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 where does it? Like I always wonder, where does it stop? Where does it like? Okay, is there a goal? Is it you get to spike the ball? Is it is there an end zone? No. Or is it just? Does it just? It's never end. Keep like, how much more? Like I think the real cool musician is the one the guy that says, "Don't need it. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm everything I got now works." Well, and that's we're, the we're, yeah. We're done. I and yeah. And now I'm just. It's hard gonna, though, because people well, I, want the newest, coolest, I'm just saying, brightest, where, snappiest. But this is never going to get old. This piano is not going to get old. No. And acoustic guitar is not going to get old. And you don't. It's funny when you get an acoustic guitar, you keep it, and you just, it's like, oh, that's a Martin, it's a 1938. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's like you don't want to get a new one. No. You want to you want to find the old shit. But it says a lot about what's going on that you constantly want to get the new version of this software, the new snare drums that come. That's nice, Smokey shaking himself. Out and the sa- but the, sometimes you know I saw my son go crazy when he when he got a new system and everything everything went to hell. 
you know, we were in hell. Oh, yeah, no, days going like from Pro Tools 10 to Pro Tools 11. Yeah, the you know, sounds, and, 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 it, and it really was death-defying for him. Commissioner Gordon's office. Uh, let me get this. Yeah, don't worry. Let me get this. Hold going. on a minute. I'm going to... Go. Yeah, I know how to handle technology. Yeah, don't handle you. It. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, I want to stay. You know, there's one thing that is, is is the ultimate is that we're you know, as your father said, we used to laugh about Bob and Ray, but oh. you're always over a greased rope over a floor made of banana peels, man. You're swinging <laughs> on a greased rope over a floor made of banana peels. Yeah, it's always going to be that way. There's no solid ground. There is no solid ground except what you choose to be honest with. Like this phone call. Studio, can I, I'm in the middle of an interview. Can I call you back on this? We're in the middle of a big deal in uh, California. Yes. Peter is back from his uh, big deal. You, you know, it's like, eh, it's all bullshit. You, you know, know what? You should have some fun doing this. Make a couple bucks. Don't hurt anyone. It's not that fucking yeah, serious. It's, it's, not, it's not like the, 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 the heaviest thing in the world. No. But boy, am I glad that my guidance counselor didn't get to really talk me into you know doing what he wanted me to do what was that well he wanted me to you know he first of all i said could you get me in yale and he said i couldn't get you into yale lock and <laughs> and i said i want to i want to stay like a teenager forever mm. i want to make music he said play the accordion and it's a one-man orchestra you always have work there you and have this, it but, and, and this we got this beauty right here i love this guy mookie what do we say? We say thank you, Peter Benetta. Mookie is very, very like, like he has a, he's got a scene that you want to know. Where